Hello, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, and I welcome you to this week's edition of the St. Jude Parish Chatter. It's November the 5th when this is being released on the 32nd Sunday of Ordinary Time, and I'm here with Tyler. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Father. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. I'm I'm happy to say. I've heard we're going to talk about donuts today, and I'm I'm my mouth starts watering. I'm like Pavlov's dog. Just talking about the donuts makes me excited. Yeah, I, I I'm excited about it too. Uh, sometimes I get a little too excited with the donuts. I remember um, one one of the parishes I worked at before the youth ministry was sponsoring the donut Sunday, and I was there after all the masses, and it was just so tempting to go eat donuts in between when other people were getting them. And I I I don't know how many I ate that day, but it was probably too many. Um, but yeah, there's such a thing as too many donuts. It doesn't feel that way when it's in your mouth. <laughs> Only at the end of the day do we realize too many. You're you're right. Well, we talked about donuts. It came up in our conversation. I can't remember what brought it up. Oh, it was it was our sponsor a few weeks ago. We were having Donut Sunday, and and I, I felt there was a challenge from you to me that week that I should have a poll about donuts in our weekly flock note. And so I took with that and I ran and I had a lot of fun. Um, and so I had two weeks in a row where I ran donut polls um, because I felt like, you know, donuts, donuts are delicious. And so we sh- we could learn a lot about what people think about donuts here. At and the everybody has an opinion about donuts. And it's not like something does. flat where, where you say, hey, what do you think about the street out there? Nobody, nobody cares. And, and you're right. Of all the, the different things, put, it's, it's fairly spread. There was definitely some winners, but it was spread. So the first one I did is. What's the best type of donut? And I didn't, I just didn't realize there's so many different types of donuts. There's yeast donuts. There's cake donuts. There's old-fashioned donuts, which are my wife's favorite, which is just another type of cake donut. There's donut holes. There's long johns. There's beignets. There's filled donuts. There's cronuts, which is a croissant donut. Um, there are so many different things. And that's <laughs> I did funny. not even know that cronuts exist oh, until right now. Oh, yeah. I'm always learning. There's always so learning. many. And and. And so I put all these things as people, the best type of donut. And my last one also, I had this is where I definitely had fun. I said, the last possible answer was, a donut is a donut. I'm going to eat it no matter what type it is. Um, <laughs> that one didn't win, but I definitely had four people that voted for it. Um, do you think, do you have any idea what people's favorite type of donut well, is? Well, I'm, I'm as human as everybody else. I want to believe that everybody agrees with me. And what my <laughs> favorite type of donut is, is their favorite type. So I, I always call them raised donuts when it's the yeast donuts. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's kind of airy and you mm. put it in your mouth and it just kind of melts in your mouth and then the sugar goes over the top of your tongue. So a yeast donut is where I, what I would put in. You're correct. That that was definitely the number one. They had okay. the nine votes. Again, things were pretty spread, though. Uh, mm. Second, Long John's was six votes. Oh. We had a tie with filled donuts and old-fashioned donuts. No um, so it was pretty pretty evenly spread. Where would your vote have gone? What, what do you like? Uh, I like yeast donuts. I mean, okay. a donut's a donut. I'm going to eat it no matter what. But <laughs> I, I, you're one of the four, aren't you? I you wasn't. <laughs> uh, I, I like yeast yeast donuts a whole lot. Mm. Um, I it, for the exact, it's soft. It's it's airy. There's. I'm really hungry now. Um, <laughs> my wife's definitely would have been old fashioned. She loves it. Anytime I we happen to go get donuts, we got to make sure we can get her an old fashioned. At the end of this recording, we'll have to wipe the microphone from all the spit. <laughs> exactly. What was the other question? The other one I thought okay we. we Favorite type of donut, sure, but you know, there's different flavors. You know, whether it's glazed or a chocolate glazed or jelly filled or cream filled or sprinkles or just a sugar or powdered sugar, a maple, apple fritter. And then I also put another option again, which is I told you last week a donut is a donut. I'm going to eat it no matter what type it is. And then four people again picked <laughs> that one. Same ones. God bless them. <laughs> so, any guesses, people's favorite t- flavor um, of donut? I, I think I'm, it's just glazed because. Um, you can kind of mess up a donut. It's like a steak. You put too much steak mm. sauce on it, and you no longer taste the steak. Right. So just let it be a donut. I think glazed is the best expression of donutry. 
I would agree with you there. And I didn't put an option for like bacon or cereal donuts because those are definitely out there now. I would agree. I Glazed would be my favorite. But the number one actually wasn't glazed. Was it? It, it was chocolate glazed, which is a type oh, of glaze. People yeah, like the chocolate. But they though. want the chocolate on they there. They do. Yeah. Um, glazed actually come in, in third after a tie for second. Which was jelly filled and cream filled t- tied for a second. So people like really? cream or they like filled donuts apparently, which is never something yeah. I gravitate towards. Yeah, me neither. I always think that kind of wrecks the donut. You mm-hmm. get all this other stuff that you have to deal with. And I think I'm also with you with the glaze. I want it simple. I like I like the the yeast donut. I like the the airiness. I don't want I want a glaze which is there. It's nice, but yeah. then it gets out of the way for the for the the fried exactly. dough. You f- I, I, we forget that they're glazed very quickly exactly. once you put it in your mouth. Um, yeah. So it was fun. I I pre- we actually had a. A really high turnout in terms of people voting for these polls, <laughs> really? which was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so thank you for everyone who who filled out the poll. Uh, I look forward to seeing your responses every week. Um, if you have any other ideas for them, please send them my way because I always have to each week think, what am I going to put this week for the poll? So I'm learning something about my parish. We have high opinions about donuts, <laughs> strong opinions about donuts out there. Everybody wants to vote. Um, that's wonderful. So thanks again for that. Uh, our our sponsor this week. Um, so uh, next Saturday, this this podcast is coming out on, on the 5th of, of November, um, but next Saturday on November 12th at the 5 p.m. Anticipatory Mass, we're having a, a Veterans Patriotic Mass in, in honor of Veterans Day on the 11th. Um, so uh, please, especially if you're a veteran, please join us for, at that Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, Deacon Mike will be preaching. Um, I, I didn't know that you told me earlier that he, he was... He's a veteran as well. I didn't know that about him. He's a veteran. Uh, Father Schaefer is a veteran as well. We've invited him to come to be with us that day, and I expect him to be here. And I just invite everybody to pray for all of the veterans, even those who are currently serving. There are some difficult dynamics, I think, mm-hmm. right now in the in the military, and we want them to be supported and loved because they're willing to lay down their lives for us, and we want to, to pray for them and pray that the angels will keep them safe. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, join us next Saturday, November 12th at the 5 p.m. Mass for uh, a Veterans Mass. And obviously that covers your your obligation for Sunday. It's the readings for Sunday. So it is a part of the Sunday Mass. Well, speaking of readings, um, let, can you, would you read yeah. us this Sunday's Gospel, Father? Yeah, this is what you're, you're going to hear um, on November the, the 5th. So um, coming up one week before the Patriotic Mass. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. The dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So these were Sadducees that came up to ask the Lord about what it's like in the resurrection. Will there be marriage in the resurrection? And it reminds me of my favorite Sadducee joke. You want to hear my Sadducee joke, Tyler? I'd love to hear your Sadducee joke. So the Sadducees were those who did not believe in the resurrection. So they were sad, you see. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I knew the punchline there because my wife likes that one. <laughs> oh, you saw um, it coming. But I still Hopefully love somebody's it. giggling as they ride in their car right now or not just rolling their eyes. Keep your eyes on the road if you're riding in the car listening to the podcast. The um, line that I that just jumps out to me is the image of marriage. The children of this age marry and remarry. Hmm. But those who are deemed worthy to the, the coming age and the resurrection um, uh, uh, are like the angels. And so in heaven, there isn't marriage, but there is marriage in this world. Hmm. And so the church takes marriage very seriously because it's a covenant, a, a, a divine bond between a man and, and a woman. And um, so we take it very seriously. Can I share with you a little, Tyler, what's in the catechism of the Catholic Church? Absolutely. And this is um, just the, the teachings of the church. It's from paragraph 1639. Um, actually, I'll go to 1640, one paragraph after. Thus, the marriage bond has been established by God himself in such a way that marriage concluded and consummated between baptized persons can never be dissolved. Mm. This bond, which results from the free human act of the spouses and their consummation of the marriage, is a reality henceforth irrevocable and gives rise to the covenant guaranteed by God's fidelity. The church does not have the power to contravene this disposition of divine wisdom hmm. it's a beautiful teaching oh. that that marriage is not a human thing but a godly thing and as such if there's a marriage there the church even herself doesn't have the authority to destroy that marriage and to say that that marriage can't be there now sometimes there was never a marriage there and there's a, a process called an annulment where we analyze was there actually a marriage there at the beginning but if there really was a marriage even the church does not have the authority to destroy the covenant because a covenant is a divine union, not a human union. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I've understood it as, as a marriage, especially a sacramental marriage, is meant to be an image of the Trinity itself. That's right. Um, like we can go to the, the, the creation story and it says, let us make God, man in our image. Like we That's are right. meant to be in God's image, not just as a human being, but in this marriage even. Like we are... We are an image of the Trinity in heaven here on earth. And just like the Trinity could never be divided, right. we can't say there's a bunch of gods now. It's one God in three persons. So the Father and the Son loving each other and the eternal spiration of the Holy mm. Spirit comes forward with that. Just like a husband and wife loves one another and the children spirate forward Absolutely. from that as a, as a gift from God. Absolutely. And so we're reminded here again that children are, are, are godly gifts. They're holy things. And parents are just stewards of those those gifts. They're to raise the children as God has seen fit. But it's all an offspring of God's divine wisdom and His plan. Absolutely. So there's another image that I wanted to bring forward, and that's marriage in heaven, mm. because our Lord makes this reference to um, the children of this age in this world we marry, but in the coming age they're like angels. Mm. So what is what is heaven like? So angels are not the same as saints. Saints, like we celebrated last Tuesday at the um, All Saints Day Mass, these are people who lived in this world. They had bodies. They were faithful to the Lord and received his mercy and entered into eternal life in heaven. But angels never had bodies. They are always created as, as free spirits, as, as those who are, um, are able to transcend the material world. And when they come into our world, like to the, at the apparition, when the Blessed Virgin Mary saw the angel Gabriel telling her that she would give birth, the angel doesn't stay for very long. This is in his world. Mm. He's just here for a little while, and then he goes on to, to his own realm, to be with God in heaven, where they're designed to be at. But when we 
uh, get to leave this world and get to experience the resurrection, we get to be like the angels, to be able to transcend the material things of this world. And I thought that was an interesting image as well to be able to pick up with here. Yeah, it's 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 just funny. A couple of weeks ago, I was I was talking about the idea of heaven, like like with with the middle schoolers, and like this idea that there's there's a joy there, and yet we we fully don't understand what it's like because we are of this material world and world, and we're we're trying to we can try to give words to it only only to a certain extent, and and to to be there with the angels to worship there, and that is, I mean, ultimately that's that's our goal. We're not meant for this world. We're meant to be like them in heaven. Um, Sometimes we get preoccupied with the things of this world. Just this morning, I, I heard of um, somebody analyzing a member of the Rockefeller family, or maybe it was the Car Carnegie family. Anyhow, this fellow was just millions and millions of dollars. He didn't know what, what to do with it, but he wasn't happy. And it wasn't mm. until he started giving the money away that mm. there was great joy within his life. And so if we think that the things of this world are going to satisfy us, um, it's, it's only God that can satisfy us already in this life. But those are just prefigurations of what we'll experience for eternal life in heaven when we can be like the angels for all eternity. Yeah, you know, I'm, I've I've been married for six and a half years. I've got a couple kids, and and there's 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 a desire in me to be able to give things to my kids, make sure they have the, the right things growing up, and and they're they're taken care of um, and everything. But ultimately, my main goal is that they might become holy, that they might become a saint and be in heaven. Like, sure, all these things are great. Having a nice backyard to run around in and having um, the right clothes or, or just, just clothes in general and, and nice food. That's wonderful. That's nice. But ultimately, that's not my, my main goal as, as, as a father to them. I want them to become holy. I want them to become saints. And, you know, every day uh, before my daughter goes to school, we take my daughter to school and I come off to work. We, we say a family prayer and, and, and I always finish that with like, help us to become the saints we're calling to be today. Mm. Um, and that's ultimately our goal. Like that's what we want to be. And not only do we want our children to be saints, husbands and wives Absolutely. want their spouses Absolutely. to be saints. And so they're helping them to be good and holy and always leading them to make mm -hmm. good decisions. That's why it's such a travesty when one uh, member of the uh, one spouse says, hey, let's let's do this sin and propose propose mm -hmm. the sin to enter in. They're going the wrong direction right. for their relationship. I always counsel couples to ask yourself before you walk in the front door, how can I make my spouse happy today? Mm -hmm. As you go for that reunion to see your spouse, mm -hmm. ask, how can I make my spouse happy today? Because usually my, my experience has been just talking to couples. They want to talk about how things went bad today at work and what went wrong. <laughs> and when that happens, it's not what makes your spouse happy. You're going in the wrong direction. How can I make myself happy today? And that will help us to be ready to be those angels for eternal life. Absolutely. For me, it's, it's, I get home after a long day at work uh, and yeah, I'm tired because I got a little bit of a commute and everything. And, and it'd be nice for me to just be able to step aside. But my wife's been at home working herself and taking care of the kids. I'm like, okay, I'll make dinner. She, I'll let her go and, and spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes just to herself. And that's usually, it doesn't happen every day, but try to give her that opportunity. And, and I think that's a good way of thinking. How can I make my spouse happy today instead of this is what I need right now. So wonderful. This is, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy having this conversation with you and, and um, it's been great. I love talking gospel. about the gospel and I hope our parishioners do too. I love talking the gospel. I love, and you've brought the catechism as well. So uh, if you look in the notes for these episodes, if we have, there's ever a catechism reference, I'll always put a, a link to that so you can go read it yourself. Um, so wonderful uh, to have you again, have this conversation with us. Would you Thank give us your blessing before we go? Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.